This is Ed Soaker Beat Production. Hello everyone, welcome to the Jam Interview. My name is Jamal Lawson, I'm your host, also the founder of Jam Clothing. It's a community for fashion about expression of inequalities. I'd like to introduce my guest, Bobby Sias. What's going on, man? What's going on? How you doing? I'm good, it's, it's good to see you, bro. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what's your story, man? Uh, I mean, when you ask that, it makes me think about relative to art. What's my story relative to art? Um, and so I'm a dancer and actor. I started dancing in about the seventh grade. Um, and then I started acting my freshman year of high school. Dance was like the real hip thing because I'm a hip hop dancer. Um, and that was a way for me to express myself. Um, and then acting was a more personal thing, like like that's what I really rocked with. Once once I once I got into that world, but um, but nah, I see acting as as my number one thing, even though I dance more than I act. You could say um, I just find dancing is more mobile. You know, I could dance walking in the street, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Not to say that I can't do that with acting, but like. What do I look like? Yeah, what do, what do I look like? <laughs> Pulling up, like, doing monologues in the street and stuff. Like, yeah, I'm not, that's not me. But, um, but nah, um, I've grown to be more invested in those arts beyond just what they are, you know? When you think about, like, what an art form means and what, what the purpose of it is, um, at the end of the day, I think of myself as a storyteller, and those are the arts that I use to tell stories. Um, and sometimes I do it for the hype, you know, people like to see cool dance moves, cool tricks and shit. Um, but like, I feel best dancing when I'm dancing for me or for people to have something to relate to. So like, if I'm thinking about, recently actually in, in one of my dance classes, um, we had to do a study where we had to make a dance um, with meaning, but you couldn't use the lyrics to the song. Like you couldn't represent lyrics to a oh. song, et cetera, et cetera. And, and when I started making hip hop choreography, I um, that's sort of how I learned. You know, I used music and like in specific lyrics, and I'll try to embody what those lyrics are saying. Um, and so that that study was a challenge for me, but going through it, it I sort of unlocked something, you know. It, it, because it was so difficult, I um, I found something. Like persevering through that, I found that I can make a dance with meaning without having to stick to the lyrics. And so I used this song, and the assignment was was instead of representing something, be that thing. You know, that's essentially what the assignment was. Um, and so I, I asked my teacher a lot of questions and I asked her what I could do, et cetera, et cetera. And then, so she had everyone in the class just start forming ideas um, and told people to just start getting, start moving. And I remember as I was trying to create my dance, I was like, I kept falling into the, the same cycle of, oh, I'm listening to the lyrics, I'm gonna do what the lyrics are saying. So then I asked myself, and she had us put, put questions up on the board. Um, so I asked myself a question, and, and my question was, how do you make the music listen to you? Um, and so we had like about a week and a half to make our, our piece. They, they were about two minutes long, a minute to two minutes. Um, and the way I got through it was, was I, I chose something that I knew I couldn't physically embody through lyrics, you know, um, it was just this, this, this very deep concept. And what it was, was I asked myself, what does struggle look like when freedom's at your fingertips and then taken away? And so that's, that, that was like the base of of my concept um, and I just built on that and then I, I started doing movement that I felt resembled struggle and resembled freedom and 
falling from freedom back to struggle. Um, and yeah, that was probably one of the best, one of the best uh, dances I've ever made, or, you know. Um, and so with acting, the reason why I, I connect more with acting is because 90% of people that go to, to watch um, theater, they're there for a story, they're there for a message, and they're not there for, oh, like, who's... You know, th th there are some people that are familiar with plays, um, familiar with certain actors, et cetera, et cetera, but, like, majority of the time, people are there for a message. And so, like, I don't have to worry about people being, like, oh, like, it's Bobby performing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's more about who's Bobby, who, who can I relate to? Who can Bobby touch in the audience today? Um, and, yeah, that's... That's sort of where I'm at. And I'm able to do that a lot more with acting than with dance. Okay. Are you talking, going back to your, the challenge you had with uh, creating um, a piece to where you're not actually embodying the lyrics. So you're talking about persevering through that situation. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that you kind of said that you, you reached out to your teacher to see if like, to kind of see how you can potentially do that. Right. What what other I guess what other actions you took to make sure that you're gonna beat that challenge? Uh no, it's funny that you asked that because in the moment while I was asking those questions, I didn't know, like I didn't know that I would be unlocking, you know, a part of me, a new part of me. Um I didn't know that I would successfully accomplish or produce something that that fulfilled the assignment. Um, but I was I was sort of asking her questions to see what my limitations were because she did say we could use music and we or we couldn't. Um, and I, I I just typically like to dance to music. Um, and so like I would ask her. I think one of the one of the questions I asked was. Because I was afraid that regardless of, even if I did do the assignment correctly, because it was still a song, people would still attribute the lyrics to, to my movement. Um, and I asked her, like, if you're allowing us to use music, can I trust that, like, it won't just, the, the, the lyrics of the music won't just be a stamp over my, over my movement, you know? Um, and how much can I do of one thing or how much can I do of another thing? So I, I was sort of just trying to see what my boundaries were and what, what my limits were. Um, and I think sort of all that, all that questioning along with the how do you make music listen to you question, all that sort of guided me to picking what my concept was. Um, and I, I think it, it, it came up because it's just relevant today. Um, nationally globally and, and even personally here um at my school so like i felt really connected to that and that's what i chose to do so then once i chose that and, and like i said before I, I started moving and found movement that i thought resembled what struggle looked like what freedom looked like etc cetera, etc cetera. um i also asked her can i use the music to influence the texture of my movement you know um, and maybe I should clarify that because I, I know non-dancers probably yeah. can't, you know? Um, so like in dance texture is like, so like there's like a wave, right? And this, you could consider this to be smooth. And then if you want like waves crashing, maybe something like, like that would, you know? Yeah. So like texture is, is like the, the movement of your body, like. How? Yeah, and how it feels okay. and, and how that relates to sound. Okay. Like, so, so when I'm listening to music, like you hear a, a snare, yeah. you know, um, and you think of what type of m movement that sounds like. A snare wouldn't sound like this. No. Yeah. But a snare might sound like... Right. Feel me? So, yeah. like, so like there's all of that. Um, that's just side Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Basics, basics. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> I don't know. So I guess I guess me asking those questions, and then 
sort of discovering specific movement with my own body is, is what helped me get through that okay. and successfully do the assignment. Like, like without a doubt, that's probably it's probably the first and most important. Not first, but definitely most important dance moment I've had in a classroom. Are you, are you majoring in dance? I'm a dance minor. I'm a theater major. Okay. Okay. All right. So theater major. Yeah. So acting is, is the main. Absolutely. Profession you want to pursue. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So. Talk about a little bit of how, like, who influenced you to be become an actor, or if not, yeah. if not, who, what films or. Yeah, no, it was definitely a, a who thing. Um, okay, okay. My brother, his name is Junior C. S. Smooth Criminal underscore twenty on IG. <laughs> he's dope. He's dope. He's real dope. He's currently a signed actor and dancer. Um, so he started dancing. Uh, I don't remember when, but definitely before me. And he started acting before me as well. I believe he started in high school too. Um, and so we're four years apart. Went to the same high school, had the same teachers. But I remember, I think it was his sophomore or junior year in high school, he brought me down, he brought me to, um, to the high school, which I would then be going to, which I'd be later going to. Um, and he introduced me to his teachers, and um, I watched a couple of his shows, and I think like that was, that's what, you know, he he did like, verbally encourage me, like he did say like yo like this is dope like you might want to try this, um, take this class whatever whatever, um, but I think through, and these are things that I was unconscious of at the time, and like just looking back now I can I could recognize. Um, but yeah, those, those situations, those instances, meeting those people, and then going my freshman year and taking, um, uh, it was an intro to theater, that, that's the course here. Um, Elements of Theater was, it was the first class I took. Um, and I was just rocking with it heavy, like real heavy. Um, for dance though, he had always been like dancing around the house, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he learned how to do a backflip at a, at a young young age. Um, and as his younger brother, seeing all that cool stuff, like, I was like, yo, this is dope. And I remember whenever he would leave, cause I was, I was like too shy to like try to dance in front of him because he was already like, damn, he's nice. <laughs> um, so like, I, I would wait till he leaves throw some music on and just try to do what he was doing. And this one day he walked in on me, um, popping. It's a it's a hip hop style, for those of you that may not know. Um, separate from popping and locking, but popping, like this movement. And he and he caught me one day. Like he walked in, we shared a room. So yeah. he, he walked in on me and saw me and I was mad, scared, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. And he was like, oh word bro, you're dancing? Yeah. I was, like, I was like, yeah, like, I try here and there, and, like, from that, you know, um, he would then start to show me more, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, that's, that's sort of how it happened. Um, dance was definitely first, um, but I think I, I, once I started acting, I got a more personal relationship with it, um, and then... Through other experiences, I, I started to understand why these things are important to me. Not only did I want to do them because they were cool and because I just wanted to do them, but like I found purpose in, in a why. And until this day, I can, I can, not till this day, but today I can confidently say that I think I'm, I'm gifted as opposed to talented um, as an actor. I think I think dance may be a talent of mine, but storytelling really, I want to say, is, is a gift of mine. Um, and I may not be the best because I don't have all the classical training or technical training. Um, but once I get a hold of those, you know, that's how much further my my abilities can get. Um, but yeah, I've been able to really 
tell stories and act in them because you know you you create this character you read about the character but but it's up to you to create what that what that character is you know yeah um and like a script would would give you a description of a character but you know what what good's a description if there's no body to that you know so you so you sort of make make how the character walks you sort of make how the character responds to people make the relationships between characters um the little gestures that the character makes um so yeah in a lot of people see acting as like oh if you're a good actor you're a good liar and and that may or may not be true but acting is more about is is less about lying and and more about selling a story but but you sell it by becoming, by embodying, or you know, becoming that character. Right. So is it really lying? Right. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and and that that's, I have that really direct and specific, um, relationship with acting, and and I'm sort of I'm sort of now discovering a deeper relationship with dance, but because, I think our culture, now is very what's hot you know our culture is is a generation in our culture is is very in tune with like what's hot in the moment or what looks good whether what's visually pleasing sonically pleasing whatever um it's a lot harder to do that it's a lot harder to to tap into that world with dance for me than it is with acting because it's sort of just the there like you have to do it with acting um yeah and then and then I found a way to, what I believe now is my real purpose, found a way to tell stories about people that look like me um, through my art, and that's, yeah. Okay. That's the long answer. What, <laughs> what, what came, what made you realize you should be doing that? What do you mean? Um, Telling stories about people who look like you. Um, I think, and a lot of this is sort of like things that I, I knew for a while, but sort of unconsciously knew. And, and I think... Was there something like that sparked you, like a specific moment? Nah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh shoot, I gotta do this because it's important to my people. Right. Like that was part of it, but when I found out, when I discovered that for myself, it was like, it was more like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why I have that talent. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's, it wasn't like, oh, because I'm an actor and dancer, I should do stuff about my people for my people, in hopes of you know telling these stories that will, that will you know maybe cure my people, maybe you know, um, by cure I mean better. I don't mean there's something wrong right. with that. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so it was sort of understanding that because of the situation our world is in right now, um, and has really been in for a while, but it hasn't been as overt, I started to realize, like, yo, like, the work I do is, is very important. And it, it doesn't stop at acting and dancing. I, I want to be a writer. I want to be a director. Um, I just haven't started really learning the basics of those. Now, kind of, we're touching on the theme of, like, activism through art. Yeah. So, like, what what kind of forms of art do you find to be more powerful when it, when it comes to expressing oneself through act activism? Uh, it's funny that you say activism through art because sort of as as I started discovering myself as someone who would do that, I sort of claimed this this term that I call an artistic activist. Um, and I wanted to keep that to myself for a while, but <laughs> <laughs> it's probably been a thing. Um, but I'm sorry, ask the question again. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about <coughs> activism through art. Yeah. What 
What what, oh, which mo- art what form? Yeah, what okay. what art form do you think is the most powerful? Or if not, are there multiple art forms that you think in your mind? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer it. Um, I think I think it's less about what's more impactful and more about how many people is it impacting. Um, and that's something that I've been realizing with, with theater. Um, because when I, when I first told myself I wanted to be an actor, the first thing on my mind was, I wanna be in movies. Um, part of it was just, yes, I wanna be famous, I wanna be in movies. Uh, another large part of it was, I wanna get my mom out the projects um, and the film industry pays more than theater. Um, and that has that has grown into, it's grown to be the impact I have. So the difference I see between theater and film is, so I've done a couple short films. Um, I've done a handful of um, theater productions. Um, and theater has always felt better because it's live performance, because you know I can actually have people come to me and say, oh, this impacted me this way. Thank you for that. And those are those are the those are the moments that I really do this for. I'm not really into. Oh, you did such a good job, this and that. All the, all that you know, common light surface level appreciation. I'm not really into that. But um. But um. I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, okay, yeah. So so the difference between theater and film was that film doesn't do that for me. You know, I can't have the, because it's not live performance, because I'm not in front of, you know, an audience, I can't have that relationship. Um, and because of that, I find that theater, with theater, I can make a better impact. But then, Get Out came. Right. That movie did so much for me. Right. <laughs> It showed me that, sorry, on the flip side of, of film not being able to do that, I knew that I could, I could reach more people through film, you know? A lot more people will go see a movie than will see a play, maybe. Um, so the impact is greater in, th- in theater, but the audience is larger with film. And that's, that's sort of been my struggle. Um, and so, and I've always been more, th- more film because I want to get my mom out the projects. I want to be famous, all, all these things. And so what, what sort of justified film for me was Get Out. Get Out showed me that there's a lot that we can do that relates to our people and make it relatable. Not relatable, but make it, make other people be able to understand it, people outside of our culture. I think that Jordan Peele did a, did a damn good job using horror, thriller, comedy, and drama. But I think what, what made it such a good movie was that he expresses black, the black lifestyle and makes it relatable through comedy, mm-hmm. you know. These these the fact that race, or excuse me, racism was the monster, and people can, you know, universally people can identify with fear. People know what that feels like. So he has this 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 theme, this concept that racism is the monster. But all the comedic elements of that movie makes it, you know, makes it more receptive makes um people that aren't black more receptive of the movie and what it means not that everyone understands it um but that sort of showed me like what i can really do and and because film can have a much larger audience of course i'm gonna want to do that 
You know, if I can have that impact and have it widespread, of course I would want to do that. You know. Um, but it sounds like you, like, just as an artist, you like to see people like see the audience kind of react to it and yeah hear like hear about their emotions yeah of course after uh, experiencing the art whatever art form that you're doing yeah um and that i i think that's why i'm gonna end up doing both okay um i think that sort of that sort of um response is more for me than for them. It, it informs me that I can do that, you know? It informs me that I can impact people like that. Now I'm gonna take that and trust that I'm this gifted person and trust that I'm this vessel that is being used to impact a larger audience and how can I do that? I can do that through film. Not that I won't do it, through theater anymore because I think local local communities are just as important as universally um, but I like I like in those moments I appreciate them because it informs me that what I'm doing is purposeful and means something um, and yeah I want to I want to bring that to the to the global level okay all right so go to same state uh, what else are you involved with at the university? Um, uh, I mean, you could probably guess this, but I'm part of the theater department. Um, I actually just got cast in, in a production we're going to be having in um, April. It's called The Free Men of Color. Um, so there's that. I'm part of BBP, Black, Brown, and Proud, which is a movement on campus where students would activate, um, excuse me, um, advocate for students that look like us, um, marginalized groups, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm an RA on campus. Um, that's sort of it, but, but that's a lot, you know, yeah, yeah. like, um, how, how do you manage all of that being involved institutionally and following your passion and yeah going to class <laughs> right um how do you how do you manage that it's certainly not easy but like i see you have a calendar <laughs> in your, yeah in i have your, to this, have this to. is this is bobby's room so yeah we're in right now but yeah <laughs> um it's not it's not easy but i find that there are similarities between all of them you know the work that I'm doing with BBP informs my work as an artist, you know, the work that I'm actively doing, being an activist, maybe not so much in an artistic setting, informs me with, with what I want to bring to an artistic setting. Um, being an RA is just a way to stay on campus, uh, pay for my housing, my meal plan. Um, and these are all things that I need in order to make my impact here in Salem. Right. So keeping that in mind, yeah, she gets stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a lot. Yeah, I still have to graduate. Um, but yeah, I, I understand that all the work that I'm doing is important and that it's all connected one way or another. And it's just a part of my story. And that's sort of what keeps me going. How do you how do you make sure that you are like kind of on track for success? You you have mentors. Absolutely. That help you. Okay. I have mentors um, within the institution and outside of the institution, and these are people that that almost like I I think of my mentors um, some of them as like my closest friends. Mm -hmm. um, not that my my friends are my mentors but like if I can claim you as a mentor it means to me that I can talk to you about a lot um, and talk to you on a deeper level um, and typically with people that are around my age group I could consider those people real friends I have a mentor on campus um, a black professor his name is Dr. Oliver 
um, and just because of the optics, because of the, the specifics of how he's a teacher and his age, et cetera, et cetera, I, I don't think I could, it wouldn't be uh, appropriate for me to call him a friend, I don't think, but we have a friendship, you know. Um, but yeah, I have mentors. Um, I do a lot of self-reflection. Uh, I actually do counseling, and counseling is dope. That's it's, amazing. It's hella dope. It's hella dope. I think the black culture, and even outside of the black culture, counseling is something that's frowned upon. You know, people look at counseling as if you go to counseling, you need help. Right. You know, and not to say that I don't need help, right. but like, why are people afraid of getting help? You know. Yeah, it can make it can make things worse. Yeah, counseling doesn't mean going to counseling doesn't mean that you you know have a mental disorder. Or, yeah anything like that and, and that's not even a comment to people that, that do have mental disorders but um I'm just saying that like oh like going to counseling just being able to talk about issues you have and leave those in the open open air and trusting that your counselor or therapist or whatever won't judge you off of those things is dope um and it I think it's a it's a dope first step in the process to recovering mm -hmm. um, or just healing those parts of your life of, of your identity that have maybe been bruised or healing stress yeah I, I, it's dope I've only had two sessions so far and then, yeah. you know and I have sort of with my mentors I have sort of that same feeling but it's different when you have it with someone you someone you know is you know a professional right. um it's more than just venting you know it, it's it's breathing really yeah yeah that's dope I, i've never even thought of it like that but like yeah yeah counts like like it's a space for me to breathe and yeah. exhale out all the all the negative energy right yeah yeah they're most definitely <laughs> trained to like kind of absorb people's emotions and try to help them work it, work work that yeah. out like mentally and how they could potentially find healthy ways to cope with yeah. what they're going through. So and it's, it's dope because, like I said, we're we're only in my second session. Uh, I've only had two sessions so far, but within those two sessions, she hasn't she hasn't really been responsive and that's like, like that's part of the process right yeah. um and it's dope because like and i talked to her about this because she asked me how how i thought it was going so far mm -hmm. and she told me and i told her um the difference between my conversation with her and my conversation with the people that i trust to have the zoom conversations with and she talked to me about how people often people feel like often people assume the role of problem solvers right and yeah they're more reactive yeah um and not that that's a problem no. but like that that's what's different about you know her relationship with me and, and my issues like she she's very much there to listen mm -hmm. very much there asking guiding questions that's gonna help me get to where i want to be you know as opposed to her trying to give me solutions or, or suggest that I do think, you know? Right. Um, and I think that that's, that's probably why, that's probably why it's really dope. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes you just need to just say it, just speak it and yeah. not have somebody, yeah, react to it. Right. Pretty dope. Um, but yeah, um, so I do a lot of self-reflection. I talk to mentors, I do counseling, I, um, and I also just think about where I want to be, you know, and the fact that everything that's going on here is, it's probably going to be the same, you know, um, post-graduation, um, if not the same, just the same on a larger scale, um, so, like, essentially, I'm, I'm living the life that I am going to live.
Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't let nothing stop you like externally. Yeah. Stop you from pursuing what you want to pursue. Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's hard trying to it, it's it's kind of I feel like for me personally I try to <laughs> take on the world's problems sometimes mm-hmm. internally, but sometimes you often forget that you have a life to live as well. Mm-hmm. So that's I kind kind of feel the same way. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so we're talking about art and theater and dancing what what kind of goals do you have so you talking about wanting to be rich and famous <laughs> and be seen globally yeah are there specific goals that you want to have as an artist within those two mediums absolutely um <laughs> You saying that back make, makes me realize how, how almost selfish I sound. Um, <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of selflessness in it. There's a lot of like, like yes, I want to get my mom out of the projects, of course. You know, that's what any, any, you know, any, any person living in a bad situation wants to do. They want to get out of it. They want to help. Um, and that, that was, that was my goal before I understood what my purpose was. And even now I don't I don't fully understand what it is. But um I know that it's expanded to beyond just me, beyond just my family. Um and now that I'm seeing it on a cultural level. Issues that black and brown people in this world face, you know. Um yeah, my goal, like, my goal is to tell stories that will impact other people to tell stories. Right. And live a better story. Um, I want, I know at some point, so I'm from Haiti. Um, I was born there and left when I was about 16 months old um and i've never been and i find that i'm the youngest of six and so through my mother raising all six of us and coming to america and her understanding that she had to get you know accustomed or she had to learn more of american culture for our sake um i didn't grow up with a lot i didn't grow up with a dense you know haitian culture Yes, we went to Haitian church. Yes, we played Haitian music here and there. Yes, we spoke, we speak the language. But when it comes to being that outside of my house, I'm not really that. You know, I'm 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 navigating this world through the life of an African American. You know. Um, and these are things that I'm that I've recently started thinking about, like maybe maybe a month ago. Um, and a goal of mine is to once I'm rich and famous, <laughs> um, when I have the means, the the funds, um, I want to go to Haiti and I want to help build the community there. I want to do that here. I want to give back to. I live in Cambridge, Mass. I want to give back to my community, um, and sort of exclusively to the black and brown population because we so in white spaces we feel uncomfortable in neutral spaces we feel uncomfortable and when often when when black and brown people create something when white people impose on those things it very much becomes a neutral thing you know um and that's why like that's why I want it to be exclusive. I want us to be able to thrive in our culture without feeling like people are, are, are really grabbing and stealing from it. Um, and I think that that's gonna happen regardless because our culture is so rich, but but I want us to be able to thrive in that. And so, yeah, I think about what I'm gonna do in my community, communities outside of 
acting and dance outside of art, but I will use art to inform the work I do, you know? And maybe maybe that's starting a company where I've built connections with other um, black and brown actors, famous black and brown actors, and hopefully I have enough money where I can offer, you know, maybe free or, or very low priced um, um, courses, classes, or whatever, like, like, I think about like a YMCA and what, what if a YMCA only cost $5 a year for, for, you know, people that look like us? And what if these, these people are learning from, you know, from famous, I don't want to say famous, but like from, from experienced people who, who they see on TV, you know, see people that look like them just to break that bridge of like, yes, I see people that look like me on TV, but how will I get there? You know, or to build that bridge rather. Um, you know, what, what does it mean for, for me as a, as an artist who will be famous to not do that? Like, what do I look like? You know, I want to, I want to be able to make that more of a reality you know, make make people see that as more of a reality for them. Um, and yeah, I think about things like that, and there's, there's probably like a million other things going on in my mind, but yeah, a goal is to definitely, through art, encourage more people to become activists, um, encourage more people to want to do things besides being a rapper, uh, basketball player. Not that those things are bad, but like, you know, there's so much more we can do. Um, and that's sort of why acting is important to me because I think any good actor studies studies a role. And like, if your role is to be a doctor or whatever, not that you're gonna become a doctor, but, but you start to examine the life of doctors, you know? Um, and you start, based on what a play or a script is about, you start to familiarize yourself with terms, you start to familiarize yourself with procedures, etc., etc. Um, and yeah, the, like, like acting, acting, it tells me that I can be anything I want, you know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people might not see it like that. Um, but like, imagine what... Imagine what, you know, teaching acting classes or, you know, doing these little skits or, you know, little plays and having students um, take on a role with a specific profession and having that encourage them to actually become that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and yeah, I think about how, how we can just expand and grow and thrive. So yeah, um, I got a lot of goals, and a lot of them are huge. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think small. Yeah. I, don't, I can't. Amen. Um, yeah, to the top. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna knock on Denzel's front door and be like, "Yo, like your time's up, buddy. <laughs> time's up." Right, right. But awesome. yeah. That's awesome. Um. Right, so with all due respect right. <laughs> and Denzel. Um you have any any advice for someone that's in your shoes? Like so so you, you meet somebody that's going through the same situation you're going through, aspires to be aspires to the things that you want to be. Mm -hmm. What kind of advice would you give to them? Um, I'd probably first tell them to ask themselves why. Because mm -hmm. um, I've certainly been through a lot. Um, because I'm not the typical. You know, the, my, my career choices aren't the typical choice that a um a black male my age would you know um 
but what's helped me keep going with it is understanding what my purpose is, understanding what it means to me personally, understanding what I'm going to do with it beyond myself, uh, with myself. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd encourage you to ask, ask yourself what, what you want to do, why you want to do it, and beyond that specific thing, what will it do for the world? And I think sort of beginning to explore the answers to that question will inform whether or not this is really what you want to do. You know, a lot of people do things because those things are hot and, you know, rightfully so. Do, do your thing, whatever. If you're good at it, do it. But make it meaningful. It's always going to be my you know, my thought process with anything. I can, I don't, I, I you know, 100% doubt this will ever be a thing, but like, you know, I can, in a year or two, I can decide, oh, maybe acting and dancing isn't for me, maybe the arts isn't for me. But then whatever field I hop into, some of those same, the same purpose that I see myself as an artist the reasoning for why I'm in art, you know, I, I would think about what I can do with whatever other field I, I'm trying to explore. Okay. Yeah. Good advice. What uh, what projects are you currently working on right now? Uh, I mean, right now I just like literally yesterday the cast list went up. Um, okay. I got a role in the production, so I'm, I'm kind of. Um, Focusing on that. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, thank you. My my friends back home. Um, we started this this company together. Uh, it's a it's a clothing line which eventually we want to become a lifestyle. It's called Newfro. Um, we're going under some changes. Um, we're starting to think about intentionality and and how everything we do has to be specifically for something. Or that's the way we want it to be. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a company that's basically about uplifting our people, um, telling our stories through clothing. Um, excuse me. Um, and so we have a logo, but when I say we want it to be a lifestyle, what I mean by that is, you know, you think about, think about all the nostalgic moments you have growing up, you know, thinking about playing video games with your brothers and sisters. Think about, you know, your, your, your mother combing your sister's hair and like how painful it is, but like in the end, the, the hair looks mad good. So, you know, you think about those, those moments and how can we, how can we sort of wear that, you know, um, wear that identity almost? And and as I'm answering this question, I'm, I'm just like, damn, this shit's going to be dope. <laughs> but like, yeah, like how, how can we live, how can we live in our culture everywhere we go? Um, inevitably we do because we have this skin, you know? But a lot of a lot of the stories we share are of our struggle, you know. And I think, as a result of our struggle, you know, we have a lot of rich culture. Um, and why not bring out that that richness into the world? Not for people to take, but for people to to see and appreciate. Um, so yeah, we want we want to build this thing where. You know, you may see a shirt with a picture of of black people playing video games, and you know, it, it reminds you of you know what that felt like when you were younger, um, and with your closest friends or with your closest siblings. Um, and we want you to be able to identify with that, and and so the purpose of it is really to thrive in our culture that that's like my theme of the day yeah, yeah. but like yeah and, and we don't want to we don't want to just sell clothes we want to 
we want people to to bring the black experience everywhere they go we want people to we want that to expand you know um that's another project um um part of i'll actually show y'all logo real quick pretty dope pretty dope yeah that's pretty it's <laughs> pretty fire um but yeah we're, we're thinking about adding to our logo we're thinking about changing name um we also want to do a lot of history so so it has historical context to it um yeah that's it's really it's really related to everything i'm talking about with with dance and theater um, dance and acting. Um, what other projects? I mean, I have school projects, but I ain't <laughs> <All right. laughs> not gonna bother. Um, but yeah, those are sort of the the top things. Okay. Yeah. You got any uh, shout outs you wanna make? Shout out to the real ones. <laughs> shout out to the hood. Shout out to the struggle. Because without the struggle, our culture wouldn't be so rich. Um, we finna get out the struggle, though. <laughs> we get out the struggle. Um, yeah, shout out to my family. Shout out to my, my teachers. Shout out to everyone who's had a positive impact on my life. Shout out to the negative experiences in which I've built positivity off of. Um... Shit, shout out to Jamal for doing this interview. Yeah, man. Fuck with it heavy. Absolutely. Shout out to Jam Clothing. <laughs> feel me? Y'all got to copy all some, some Jam Clothing. I know I am today. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. You got any, like, plugs? You, like, you got any social media plugs? or? Yeah, um, uh, wow. My, my, my Instagram name is kind of complicated. It's, <laughs> it's Bobby... It's Bobby's World, but the O's are zeros. And there's a there's an underscore between Bobby's and between world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mad weird. Um, I do have a separate Instagram page for my acting. Um, it's Bobby underscore C-S-C-I-U-S. No zeros, they're O's. Um, I don't use Facebook too much. Uh, Nufro, N U R. I lied. N U F R O. Uh, there might be an underscore in there, but you'll see that logo. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all the plugs I got for y'all. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for uh, letting me come by and Thank interview, you, bro. Uh, Thank you. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Real solid. Real solid. Positive energy. Absolutely. How much time did I take? Did I, did I break the record? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Probably. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Word. Right. Yeah. Oh, you good, brother? Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank and uh, tune in for the next interview. Boom. Oh. <laughs>